You're listening to the second season of the Junior Hereford Show. You're a Hereford enthusiast, or maybe a fellow junior, and you could be that excited individual ready to take on the future of the beef industry. I'm Ralston Rip, your host. Get ready to learn, lead, and achieve. Welcome back to the second episode of season two of the Junior Hereford Show. I'm excited to be sitting down today with Mr. Bryden Barber and excited to just hear from him. And, you know, Bryden, I'm going to let you just tell about yourself to start us off. Well, thank you, Ralston, for reaching out to me and inviting me to be on the podcast. I really appreciate it and love what you guys are doing with the junior board and interviewing different kids and then industry leaders with this podcast. And it's just really neat to see what you guys are doing. Um, I'll introduce myself a little bit. My name is Bryden Barber from Channing, Texas. Uh, Right now, I'm currently a junior at Oklahoma State University, Stillwater, Oklahoma, with getting my degree in animal science with an emphasis in ranch operations. Been in Stillwater for the past, this will be my third year here. Like I said, I'm a junior. I've loved every minute of it. Our football team's better in Texas A&M. <laughs> Got to take a jab at my family real quick, but just thanks for having me on. Or also, yeah, no, I'm excited. You know, you kind of talked about a little bit about what you're majoring at there in Stillwater, um, but what's kind of your plans? What do you want to do? Or you know, I think I'd read somewhere you want to go to grad school. Or what are you kind of thinking? I've talked about going to grad school. I've thought about being a ruminant nutritionist or a get my master's in reproduction or genetics, anything that really have will take back, I'll be able to take back to the ranch and really it'll help improve it and any of those aspects. But I, if I do proceed with that plan, I'll be doing that at Texas A&M University and College Station. I figured since my whole family went there, I better at least go there for a little bit. Yep. Um, maybe they won't boot me out of the family that way. But uh, no, I love my animal science degree. I've taken some really interesting classes that I think will, it's just given me more knowledge to take back to our operation back home that I think will benefit us in the long run. But after graduating, whether it's just my bachelor's or if I go ahead and get my master's, I plan to return home to the ranch and continue working alongside my grandparents, my uncle and my dad, and just keep doing what we've been doing. Well, very cool. Um, kudos to you for wanting to go on and really add value back home. I think that's, you know, a lot of cattle kids kind of, I think, struggle just wanting to go home or go to college and really take advantage of that education and just the people you meet. So um, kudos to you. That's very cool. Also, I guess a little bit, you know, there is, I was asking you kind of what you wanted to talk about here today, and there's a few highlights. You were recognized at the Junior Nationals as the Herdsman of the Year and a High Point Senior, but before we kind of get into right now awards, kind of give us a little preview of what has it looked like for you in the Hereford breed growing up, whether since it was when you were eight years old or even before that, I'm sure, kind of how did it all get started? I mean, I've been born into the Hereford breed. I mean, I can remember it for as long as I can remember. I mean, my family's been in this industry, mainly the Hereford breed since 1904. That was my dad's family. Then my mom's family's also been in it a very long time. So, I mean, I've known Herefords my whole life and they really shaped me who I am today. I remember my first junior nationals, I believe it was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. 
2008, I believe. And I mean, I've been to, I hadn't missed one yet. I've been to Pennsylvania, to Wisconsin, Denver, Kansas City, Louisville. I've been everywhere. Uh, We take the Junior National very, uh, how do I say this? (laughs) We don't miss it. I mean, it's always on our calendar. Super Bowl of the show. Exactly. Yeah. We don't miss it. That's one we always look forward to seeing all of our friends and family from all over the country and Hereford family and meeting new people there and expanding our network, whether it's a customer base or just just different Hereford breeders that don't know something about us. We just feel like the Junior National is a perfect example of just where to continue making uh, new connections and networking even more than just a regular show. I mean, I think the Junior National does some things that is superior to any other breed. I mean, they have so many different contests and get the youth involved in so many different ways. And the junior board is second to none. They're always helping out the youth and then the junior association helping or hosting the face of the leadership conference every year. And then the bold leadership conferences past spring, I was fortunate enough to be selected to go on to that. And that was a really neat experience at the Hereford breed uh, offered for the first time this year. Yeah, it was pretty fun. I got to be there down there in Desdemona, Texas with you, Bryden. And what did you think of the Bold Conference? You know, I remember the first day talking to you and kind of the last day. And um, I know you were a little surprised at what you learned and what you got to see. So tell us what you thought about it. I'll be honest. I I was pretty skeptical at first. I mean, I've been to quite a few Face of the Leadership Conference. I think I've been to four or five now. And there's some that I've enjoyed a lot and there's others I'd really didn't enjoy too much. So I was a little skeptical going to the bold conference, but I think with the bold conference being, you have to apply to be selected to be able to go. And it be, I think it was just 20 of us and it, you had to be a senior in high school or higher. And I think that we could really just work on ourselves and that aspect of growing to be better leaders and communicating and networking. I just think the bold conference just, is so much more advanced in the face of the leadership and you can really deep dive on yourself and what you need to work on and what you need to fix and what you can always get better at. So I really enjoyed the bold conference. Uh, special thanks to Gary and Kathy for hosting us and giving us some amazing tours and Kelly Barnes and then for some amazing presentations. And of course, Amy Bailey, the junior board and all the advisors for putting up with us through all of that. It was a really enjoyable time. It was definitely a unique experience. We were in a house down there and with no cell reception and really just got to grow as individuals. And um, I thank you, Bryden, for kind of touching on that and highlighting your experiences. I know as a junior board, we were walking into new territory and so didn't really know what to expect either, but wanted it to really be a high-end leadership conference. And um, I think hearing from you, we hope that it turned out that way for you and all kids who attended. And Really look forward to the second annual Bold Conference this next March. So juniors, if you're listening, be out, be on the lookout for the application process for that. And you heard it from Bryden Barber himself. It was definitely worth the application and the time to drive down there and the weekend spent. So be on the lookout and we're excited to really grow on that. Um, with that, before we get into kind of some of our team members and thanking our support system, Just give us a quick preview of what were your emotions at the Hereford Junior Nationals or maybe one word to describe when you're the recipient of the Herdsman Award. I'm going to go with two words. Okay. 
humbled and honored. I mean, I've been around some pretty awesome people in my life that have went on and done great things in the Hereford breed. And I am very fortunate to know very many herdsmen of the year. That would be the senior division. But then also in the junior division, I mean, I think that's something pretty awesome that the junior association recognizes as well. A junior member that puts in all the time and effort, just like those senior herdsmen do as well. But to be nominated by my peers and advisors and then voted on by my peers and advisors uh, is pretty awesome experience, pretty humbling. Uh, there are some awesome, I have the utmost, utmost respect for Ben Holt, Ryan Rogers, and Chesney Effling, and it's pretty special. Dylan Cott can't be nominated along me as he's my college roommate here at OSU. So that was pretty cool to experience with all those guys. And it was really just an awesome experience all the way through. And then getting my name called right before the grand drive, it was, it was just an awesome experience. Something I'll cherish and remember forever. I've always dreamed about winning the Junior Herdsman Award. I think it's something that's pretty special in your junior career that you can obtain and win through the junior organization and being voted on by the other junior members, I think just speaks volumes. And I, I'm just very thankful and humbled. It does. I, you know, I'm kind of sitting here just speechless too, because hearing you talk about the goals you set as a younger junior member and kind of getting to work hard and see them be achieved is definitely those feelings you described and kind of one in a million and getting to reach those dreams with a support system and friends by your side and family by your side is definitely what we're all about in our junior association. And um, I know you as long as all of our listeners know that it takes a team and a village to reach success. And I want to take a few moments before we hear about how you prepare for success. Let's hear from our large September ad sponsor and kind of a little bit more about their success. And we're truly thankful for our sponsors here in the association. So let's take a few minutes to thank them. It is certainly with sincere gratitude, my pleasure to recognize our September large calendar ad, Collier Herefords. We know that it takes a lot of support and investment in our youth and association, and we sincerely thank them. And I have the pleasure today of being on the line with Kyle Collier. So Kyle, I'm gonna go ahead and turn it over to you and tell us a little bit about your family and your Collier Herefords up there in Idaho. Yeah, well, I appreciate it, and thanks for the nice introduction. Yeah, we uh, we appreciate uh, being on here. I'm able to talk about uh, the fall sale that we got coming up, and also just a brief history about about our operation. So um, it's a family-owned and operated um, operation, and we live in the southwestern corner of Idaho. We we're not very far from uh, Nevada and, and Oregon borders, just to to the east or to the south and to the uh, west and so um we live in a in a fairly remote area but um um and it, it is a pretty dry climate where we live and and um we sell sell a lot of bulls in this area um to commercial <clears throat> customers our bull sales in the, the last monday in february and uh and then our um, female sale is always the first Saturday in October, which is actually right around the corner. So 
it's it's coming right up we we're gonna have um uh close to 100 lots in that sale um that's including embryos and semen there's there's uh roughly 70 some live lots in the sale which <clears throat> kind of include um all different classes of cattle we have the first the first lot is always kind of a feature lot that's that's kind of fun as we we take our our um first calf heifers and and all of our top roughly five first calf heifers we flush them in the spring and then we um breed them back and then we we sell them as as our lot one choice and so it's kind of the very top end of our new up-and-coming young donors and and we feel really excited about that lot when and there's i think five really exceptional females in that in that lot with a with a lot of epds and phenotype behind them for sure and then we have about oh 18 or so et heifer calves that are just the they're the very top end of our et heifer calves and um kind of a feature lot it'd be a full sister to uh, guardian which was the high selling bull in oklahoma city last year and um his full sister will be uh the lead off uh heifer calf there and uh, and then the numerous um matings and, and groups there and that we're pretty excited obviously about the genesis calves again this year but we've got some calves out of a bull called real deal that um, Upstream bought from us a couple years ago that are a new sire group and some really nice calves out of him and also uh, Key West that um, Jennings in Illinois purchased a couple years ago in that same sale and there's some some new sire groups out of of those two sires. And then um, we've also got some fall heifer calves uh, there's five of those, and again, it's the very top end of our fall heifer calf group. So there's a lot of ranges and ages and, and different things. There's, um, I think in that group, there's four or five of those that are that are really, really nice. And then, then we will sell um, about 10 uh, pair splits, which will be heifer calves um, and, and running age cows that are bred back. Most of them are all AI back, and so it's uh, we'll we'll sell about ten pair splits on the Hereford end, and then um, and then we and then we'll sell some bred heifers, which has been um, the last two or three years are really uh, featured featured group of heifers. What we do is um, we AI around a hundred uh, replacement heifers every year, and then <clears throat> when we then we ultrasound and sex them and. All the heifers that caught first service and are carrying a heifer calf pregnancy end up in this auction. So it's a it's it's not really you know we don't split those cattle on on quality or anything. I mean if if they were one of our favorite heifers but they have a heifer calf they they're in this auction. So it's pretty much a you know fifty fifty um, split right down the middle in terms of what we keep for replacements and and what ends up in this sale. And then um, we kind of wind up the the um, end of it with um, some embryos. I think there's around 30 to 40 embryo lots this year. And some of the newest matings that we just put in this spring, we'll, we also throw some eggs back that will end up in this auction. And then 
we will um, complete the night with some uh, semen out of out of some kind of feature sires that are that are not usually for sale other than just auctions like Genesis, for instance, and Bell uh, Hair. And uh, let's see, I think we're selling some semen out of the pool that won Denver last year as a calf. And and I can't, maybe there might be some 88X semen in there as well, but just kind of some either new sires or some, some older sires that are, are really proven, but, but it's not really available on the market. So just at the auctions. And um, and that's about that's about it for for what's in the in the sale. Very good. You guys have some very exciting matings. Um, well-known Hereford family, and we all know that nowadays, kind of logistics always kind of get people talking about an auction. So, not only mark your calendar for the first Saturday in October, but also maybe talk about. You know, I'm from Nebraska, Kyle, and I'd love to come up there and buy some. But um, you guys talked about you kind of help get those back home or back out to the Midwest or East. Also, you know. Hereford breeders all across the U.S. can really look to you guys to buy, and you kind of help them get them back home. Is that right? Yeah, you know, in our in our terms and conditions on our female sale, you know, you know, usually female sales most of the time the 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 purchaser is responsible for the transportation, and 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 that's the case definitely on the on the bull sale side. We we deliver free, um, you know, to any any central points no questions asked and uh and so in the fall we we kind of what we usually do is we send our our truck back to the midwest and back east in the fall and and we try to get those cattle to those people you know to central points for sure for free of charge and we and we, we try to kind of offer that as a service just because we know that you know diesel is extremely expensive right now and, it, and it's hard to get um you know, transportation in general is, is a, is a big factor right now. So we try to try to take that away and, and go ahead and, and get those cattle, at least get them close and, and relatively um, inexpensive. I think, you know, we've, we've sent a truck right back through Nebraska almost every single year and back into Kansas and Illinois and, and as far, you know, east as even Kentucky and Tennessee that we've sent some cattle on and um, down into Mississippi as well from this fall sale. So I think that, um, you know, that's something that we, we try to try to help out our customers, especially the ones that are, that are a long ways away with that, with that service. That is definitely awesome. You're definitely a service-based operation and we sure appreciate your investment in our youth, your investment in our breed, and of course your customers kind of touching on how you really service to purebred and commercial cattlemen um, all across the U.S. really. So Kyle, I just really thank you for hopping on here with me today and really sharing about your guys' support, your upcoming sale, and is there anything else you'd like your listeners or customers out there to kind of know before they kind of start getting their shortlist put together? Uh, yeah, our, we just got done videoing the cattle this um, Wednesday, and uh, I, I guess yesterday we just finished videoing videoing them up. And my sister is uh, has been editing those, and those will be up um, towards the end of this week, first part of next. So I would encourage you guys to you know get on and, and watch those videos. I think those those videos are really really helpful especially people that can't make it you know to the actual sale i've i've watched videos of cattle myself and and 
and usually then when I actually go to the sale, I, I still have the same, you know, short list of cattle that I would have if I would have just watched the videos. So all the APDs are, are current, all the cattle are genomic enhanced. Uh, you, If they are looking at the catalog, I would also look online and get the most current EPDs because a lot of those heifer calves didn't have the genomic results back yet when the catalog went to the printer. So I would um, I would encourage people to get on and, and, and look at the newest EPDs online. That catalog's on uh, the Hereford website, and it's got the live EPDs, so they're going to be updated every week <clears throat> with that. And, um, you know, the sale will be on liveauctions.tv um, October 1st. And I think our start time, we moved up just a little bit earlier this year to help out people that are in the east. It was finishing a little bit too late, we thought. So I think our start time might be 3, um, <clears throat> might be 3 p.m. Uh, Mountain Standard Time this year. Uh, and so, like I say, I, I think the videos will be be uh, good to watch and and kind of get a short list built on the cattle and and uh yeah i appreciate you guys having us on and uh and thanks for the time thank you you heard it from kyle himself we thoroughly thank collier herfords for all their support and be sure to check out their auction october 1st at liveauctions.tv well we definitely realize we can't do it without the support of sponsors as well as family and friends along the way and you know I want to ask Bryden what he thinks it takes to reach success you know we know you and your family have hung a lot of banners and kind of got that feeling of hard work paying off but before I do I want to ask you is what is success to you I think success is just being content and happy and happy with yourself on how you go about things and how you do things and how you accomplish things, the goals you set and how you accomplish those goals. And I think if you can be content and happy with yourself, then I mean, that, I think that stands for a successful life and just going and doing what you want and living your dream life and not taking no for an answer, I guess, would be, would be my definition of success. That's a really good answer. It's kind of fun. I've had that question on like scholarship applications or, you know, as you go through college, kind of like a challenge question, but you answered it without, without, uh, without a breath even. And so that was pretty cool. Um, it's awesome that you tied it to emotion and really making life worthwhile, you know, not letting someone stop you chasing your dreams. So that's awesome. Very cool. Um, so with that, you know, on this journey of showing cattle, I think, whether you're a junior starting out or a junior finishing, everyone is always up for advice or how you reach success in those banners. So maybe walk us through some of whether it's your daily barn routine or maybe your yearly goal from picking out a calf to ending up at the backdrop. What's kind of that path look like for you? Well, I mean, being in the agricultural industry, I mean, it's 24-7, 365 days a year. I mean, there's no days off. I mean, they might say that it's a holiday vacation, but there's not any of that. I mean, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that go into a cattle operation and raising and feeding and farming and everything that it takes to manage a cattle ranch or just even your smaller operation. There's just so many different assets and that you need to know and it just takes a lot of hard work. And I think being in the agricultural industry, I mean, you just 
that's where all the hard work's at. I mean, without that, the world would stop spinning, I think. I mean, I mean, agriculture is the world, but I mean, just from a day-to-day aspect, I mean, in the show barn, I'll just give you a rundown. We try to have everything fed by about 7, 7.30 in the barn by 8, 8.30. We'll start uh, rinsing off, we'll switch off day-to-day. One day we'll wash whites and soap everything. The next day we'll just rinse and just make sure everything's tidy and clean. And usually at the beginning of the summer, we'll kind of work the cattle into a routine. We'll start turning out about seven, just when we first get started working the hair and everything. Then later on in the summer, we'll start turning out about eight or nine, whenever the sun goes down and it cools off a little bit and just turn them out and feed them out there. Then really just the same process over again the next day for the rest of the summer. I think in the winter, we're pretty blessed to live in a climate where you don't have to really tend to your show cattle every day. It'll get pretty cold and pretty windy. It's pretty dry. So I think if you get those cattle washed once or twice a week, you're going to be set up for success with that hair grow and just maintaining the daily body care, hair coat and health of your cattle. It's it's very important. I mean, we go out every morning and feed and we check health on every animal on the ranch and up at our feedlot. So, I mean, it's, it's a big task every day, day in and day out, but I mean, you got to stay dedicated and committed to what you want to do or else things aren't going to turn out how you want. And, but then in the end, if you're not committed or dedicated, it's just going to come back on you and there's not going to be anyone to blame, but yourself. So you always got to keep your head high and just keep marching. Keep pushing through no matter what. Even when we're up here in Nebraska and we got a foot of snow, you know, you just got to trudge through. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you're experiencing that, seeing that maybe a little bit in Oklahoma. Um, oh, I experience it more in Texas. Oh, yeah. We'll, last, we'll, get, the, last we'll get the wind blowing and we'll get some pretty big snow drifts every year. Wow. It's always shocking to me, you know, warm weather down south there. But I guess when we were traveling through last year, there's quite a few people that came through pretty fast and quick and yeah. Weather and agriculture, you just never know. Got to be prepared for anything, right? Um, no, that's, I think that was awesome advice for some of our juniors listening and um, families even just getting started or trying to figure out if they're doing the right thing at home. Um, you know, I know also you've made your way into the top 10 um, showmanship quite a few times And so I guess any showmanship tips or practice tidbits um, for our juniors walking in and out of that ring? Showmanship is not one the night before working in the makeup ring. Oh yeah. It's one at home months before the show. I mean, me and my sister, we practice setting up our, our cattle every day. I mean, sometimes we'll pull them out in the main aisle in our barn and set them up for 15 minutes, but then we, make sure they set up and act good every night when we lead them out to their pens and we'll set them up out there again once we get them out there so i mean showmanship is it's an everyday thing it's not it's not one overnight i mean i'm very competitive and i've been very fortunate to be very successful in the showmanship ring but i know i would not have been able to be that successful if i didn't work as hard as i did and have some really good mentors and other showmen to look up to i was very fortunate blessed to be third one my first year in senior showmanship my sister won and my best friend mason allen was reserved so i couldn't complain one bit about being third behind those two uh, it was a pretty awesome experience to be up there with 
with them. And I, I just, I just have a lot of great role models to look up to in the showmanship ring. And they've definitely lined me out to be successful, to be a good showman as well. I think that's pretty awesome too. And it's alongside your sister and best friend. Um, I'm very close with my sister too. So that's definitely something rewarding for that first year. It was a pretty uh, special experience. Yeah. It was Riley's last year too, wasn't it? Right. It yeah. Was. yeah. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. It's all about family, Hereford family too. Right. And um, I guess that kind of leads me exactly. into the next question. Uh, pretty aligns, pretty correct. You know, um, you've grown your Hereford is cattle is in your blood for sure. Um, but I guess I'm like a very moment person or very like big dreamer. You know, you talk about your goals of being a herdsman. Do you ever remember a time, a specific moment, or maybe it was at your ranch or at a junior nationals that you were like, okay, I know that I'm going to be back home if my family operation or I want to be that herdsman. Um, just kind of when did that spark start? No, if there was a particular time or day, but it's been in the last couple of years for sure. I've gotten a lot more involved into our operation, making some breeding decisions, some feeding ration decisions. I've just been getting more involved in every aspect really. And it's really just made me cherish what my family's been doing for the last hundred plus years. And it's just something that I want to be a part of now and something that I've always thought I was going to be a part of, but now getting closer to getting out of college and stepping into the real world. It's something that I really want to do and think it's going to be really fun to work alongside my family. I'm sure there's going to be a couple of headaches along the way, but I mean, that's just part of it, especially working with your family. But I just say the last couple of years growing up and probably going off to college helped a lot, making you realize what you miss doing every day, going out to the barn, feeding, whether it's bailing hay, even though I don't like doing that kind of miss it sometimes but i just say the last couple of years um it's really just set in that that's what i really want to do in life and i think that's that's good to realize especially i graduated last may and i think that's a question i ask people because i'm such a futuristic and a big dreamer so it's like okay was there a moment when you decided like okay this is what i'm gonna do and obviously you have another year of school and so keep enjoying that. But to hear that you've recognized being grateful for your background and like the small things of bailing hay, even when you don't like it, um, that you're grateful for those things still. And being a part of the agriculture industry, I think is huge. Um, and we need people to go back home. We always need more people to go back home. So it's kind of keeping that, keeping that spark alive and that fire burning to keep growing and doing better. I think is a big part of it too. So kind of before we wrap up, Bryden, I want to give you a few minutes or a moment. If you, there's anything you want to share um, to the listeners out there, or maybe to junior members just getting started or to junior members finishing up their careers. Also um, any tidbits, stories, um, advice that you'd want to share. The time is now. Well, I'll just start with the younger members. I mean, I, I next year's my last year. Uh, and looking back, I'd tell the first year, first couple year juniors to be involved as you can. I mean, being more involved is going to help you make more connections and networks. Uh, you may not realize it now, but when you get older, those connections and those networks that you make is really going to help you out in the long run. 
whether it's getting internships later down the road or just jobs down the road in general. I mean, the Hereford breed can help you make so many different connections. And I think the junior organization does a great job of promoting uh, the youth getting involved. And there's just a, so many varieties of different contests that they offer that prepare you for different things in life. I mean, you have the livestock judging contest and you can go livestock judging college and meet some of your lifelong friends. You got all the public speaking contests. You got, they got the new pen to pen program where you keep in touch with people all over the country. I mean, it's just get involved, get involved as you can. Looking back, I wish I probably would have got more involved at a younger age. I've gotten pretty involved these last couple of years, but I wish I would have done it earlier. So that would be a major advice. And then for the juniors, the intermediates and seniors that are fixing to finish up, cherish every moment of it. Uh, seems like just yesterday I was going to the ring for the first time and now I'm fixing to walk out of the ring for the last time at a junior show. So, I mean, it's really bittersweet and something that I'm going to cherish forever. And I'm really thankful that I was brought up in this industry and specifically this breed. Well, I don't think I could say it any better. Um, I'm definitely grateful to have gotten to know you more the last couple of years, Bryden, and can't wait to watch you finish up your years and really go on and make a difference in our industry and back home and um, in the beef industry as a whole. So best of luck to you. I really enjoyed our time here together. And juniors, take a listen. Um, he had a goal at a young age, and he went after it and accomplished it. So definitely some lessons to be learned. And I know Bryden would love to visit with anyone in person, too. So don't be afraid to say hello. Thank you so much, Bryden, for your time. And um, stay tuned for the next episode of The Junior Hereford Show. Thank you for joining us for The Junior Hereford Show. Stay tuned for the next episode and be prepared to continue to learn, lead, and achieve.